receive the testimony of your manifold wisdom, the, the abundance of your grace and mercy that we've received as believers, and then for us to uh, truly realize uh, what does that mean for us as believers. So I pray that you will speak through me clearly. Uh, I pray that as believers in this room that we would be convicted of convicted to realize who we are in you and if there's anything that we need to change, there's always something that we need to change, but that we will see it and be willing to change. And for those who don't know you personally, that this will be a, a means through which we'll be challenged to get to know you. And as in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So tonight we're just going to actually look at a a an overview of the book of Romans. 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 My goodness, Ephesians. I actually wanted to go through Romans, but we would need like years and years to go through Romans. Um, even, yeah, those who don't have Bibles, raise your hand and um, Joy will gladly provide you with them. We will be reading through a lot of scripture, although we won't be actually getting into um, the, the text uh, specifically tonight. So do grab your Bibles, your eye touches, whatever thing that you have, iPads, smartphones. Just make sure that it's tuned into uh, to the Bible session. And then just turn to Ephesians. We will be going through Ephesians since it is an overview. So we'll be going uh, somewhat systematically um, through the book. So as soon as you get a Bible, if you didn't have one, turn to Ephesians. Ephesians is after Galatians. Yeah, just turn to the first, yeah, one. Because we're going to actually we'll look at one, chapters one through chapter six. Uh, just look at some. Just Ephesians. Just turn. For now, yeah. But we're going to be moving all through. So just make sure it's on the page. I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as possible. If not, I'll just continue it for next week, Friday, because I don't really want to rush it. Um, Ephesians. Just, just turn to the book, and, and you'll see Ephesians. If I could have someone with, in Ephesians chapter 1, someone be ready to read verses 3 and 4. Someone else be ready to read verses 7 and 8. And then another person be ready to read verses 13 and 14. And then someone else be ready to read verse 22. Okay? So we're going to have a person read verse 3 and 4, another 7 and 8, and yet again another 13 and 14, and then a final person, verse 22. So whoever has 3 and 4, please read it loudly at any time. Verse 3 and 4, Ephesians 1. Seven and eight. In 
we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and discernment. 13 and 14. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit uh, promise. Yes, please. Who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to redemption of God's current possession to praise of his glory? Excellent. And verse 22. So as I, and this is, this is my overview, so this is not like a final yes and amen type thing. And I would encourage you all to, I know it may seem like totally lame and like just unattractive for this suggestion for you to actually read through a book of the Bible. And I'm sure you all have done it before, but, it, but this year we actually, my, I felt led to go through a book with you all. And, um, and as I go through the book and as I read through it and as I study through it, we'll be looking at, this book verse by verse and hopefully we'll get through it but I encourage you all to just take the time to hold on I encourage you all to just take the time to read through it maybe just take a chapter a day and within a week you'll be able to read it's just six short um, chapters full book uh, with you know doctrine and theology but just short so the heart of Ephesians the first part we see is this blessedness of every spiritual blessing that we've received as believers in Christ through the election of God. Now, there are going to be some terminologies you're going to hear. When we go through each chapter, we will break those down. Um, and because, you know, some of these are very highly debated uh, uh, um, um, theological terms. We talk about the election and predestination, all that stuff, but we'll all go through that. And that will be a wonderful journey. Moreover, the process of our sins being forgiven by what? The outpouring riches of his grace through the redemption that we receive by the sacrificial offering of who? Who? Jesus, right? And we were sealed with what? With epoxy? Yes, we were sealed with epoxy. Who is, who is calling me right now? And I don't think it is Yahweh. I don't think it is. All right. Thus we receive the Holy Spirit of promise as God's own possession for his glory. And we now should be, because in verse 22 it says, um, and he put all things in subjection under his feet. So we should be, as believers, willing to be under the authority of Christ. So now how should we respond to this? You know, how should we respond to, okay, the blessed hope that we have, all these spiritual blessings we have, we have been God's elect, right? Like, so, so what is the big deal about these spiritual blessings? What is the big deal about God's election? What is the big deal about the riches of God's grace? What is the big deal about us being sealed with the Holy Spirit and us being under Christ's authority? Hopefully our response won't be, what is the big deal? But it should be, wow, this is a huge deal. Because what does this talk about? This gives indication of what our projected destination was. If God didn't reach out and chose 
for his own desire, and we'll see this in chapter 1, to save us in the sense of to draw us unto himself, to give us faith to believe in his son, we would be on a path where we'll just be doing our own thing, and that path leads to destruction and eternal separation from God. And we'll get into all that in chapter 1. Um, chapter 2, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and verses 4 through 7. I'll read those. Chapter 2, and, you've, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, among them we too all, so all of us, right? There's no goody two-shoes. Any goody two-shoes in here? Or Donna? Okay, any like holier-than-thous in here? Holier-than-thous? Any perfect people? Any perfect? No? Okay. All right, so... Um, so, so among them, we too, all formerly live, and 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 Paul Paul is addressing believers at this point. Uh, in the lust of the flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But here's the glorious part, verses four and seven. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the, verse four of His great love, with which He loved us. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. Verse 6, and raised us up with him and seated us with him and with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, although we're on a path to complete destruction before God intervened, he showed us he demonstrated in the riches of his mercy, which was propelled by his unconditional love towards us, to snatch us from our spiritual death and to revive us in newness of life. And now we understand with this newness of life, we are now in Christ. We have, ju- we have justified before God because of the blood of Christ. And we see this. Someone, look, someone turn to Chapter 2, will not turn to, it should be right there on the next page. Read verses 19 through 22. 19 through 22. Verses 19 through 22. What is the what is the temple as a believer? What is the temple? Is it is it is it like uh, the, the 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 meeting hall over there? What is the temple? Us, right? We, right? Body, right? Do you remember anything in the New Testament, any scripture particularly that talks about that? The body is your body, all right? Um, in First Corinthians six nineteen. All right, and and you said it all there. So it is the dwelling place, the dwelling place for who? God, right? The Holy Spirit, exactly right. Um, so, so it's amazing to see how where we were before knowing Christ, 
to who we are in Christ and thus what is our responsibility because of who we are now positionally, who we are now presently in Christ. In, ver- in chapter 3, chapter three, if I can get, we're going to just read through verses 1 through 10. So that's what I want to do. Um, Ethan, you have it? Ready? Okay, Ethan, read verses 1 through 3. Chapter, chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Daniel, read verses 4 through 5. Kevin, read verses um, 6 through 8. And Lauren, read verses 9 through 10. Verses 9 and 10. Yeah, go for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, that by revelation a divine secret was made known to me, as I wrote before briefly. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men at a as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the church. To be 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 According to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me according to the working of his power. Right? Yeah. Hey. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Then Lauren just reads 8, 9, and 10. That was, that was, that was yeah, 8 through 10. Yeah. That was my bad. So there's a lot going on in, in verse one through ten, and basically what that is, what it's saying is, who who God made His promise confident with at the beginning? Who who's God's chosen people? Jews. Who do you made a confident with? Notice the first the first confident He made in the Old Testament. Who was that person? Very okay, Abraham, right? And Okay, so you made it. Yeah, that guy, that yeah, that 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 dude, Abraham. We go way back. Um, I don't want to say that in any disrespect. So basically, what that's saying is us. We are Gentiles, so you guys know. You know, we're Gentiles. You know, back then we referred to like dogs and stuff like that. You know, we were like pagan. We like the pagans. Now the Jews weren't like special people. The Jews weren't like holy. The Jews. You know, didn't do anything to deserve God choosing them as their as His people, right? It wasn't anything special. Just like it's nothing special that we have done that has spurred God on to say, "I'm going to send God the Son to die for these people because they're such wonderful people." You know, I just love the way they smile and they help each other, and they're so loving and caring. I just can't let them die. And be eternally separated from me. I just got to send someone to bring them back and have hugs and 
kisses and stuff like that, all right? So it wasn't anything that we did to deserve that. It wasn't anything that the Jews did to deserve. God just chose because he's God and he, did, and he just chose to make a covenant with these people and gave them specific instructions so that they can be a holy people. And so basically verses 1 through 10 is saying that this amazing wisdom of God to say, I want to reach out to the Gentiles. I want to give them an opportunity to be redeemed to me. And an incredible way of doing this, sending Christ so that those who receive Christ, receive the Father, receive eternal life, and be redeemed unto him. So, and, and then are now part of that covenant, uh, joint heirs with the promise that was made to Abraham. So, in a nutshell, that's what I'm saying. So, what does that mean for us as members of the body of Christ? Quick second. Everyone, stand. Those who can stand. Everyone stand. Those who can stand. I know it's coming at the end. You, had, you ate food. You ate chips. You was getting tired. So this is what I want to do. You're getting tired. My radio voice don't help. I know. It doesn't help. So I want everyone to stretch. If you're unsure, then just keep it, you know, short. But if you're sure, keep it up. Um, okay. And then stretch. Do a little stretch. Wriggle your fingers around. Get that. Okay, everyone say, <sighs> Everyone say, when will this be over? In a few minutes. Okay, everyone sit down. Shut up, huh? For the new, oh, I must do this, and I forgot. I must do this. Um, we have uh, we have newcomers. Um, there's some of them I know their names. We have so we have William. William, if you can stand. We have Jared, and Jared told me your name, but I forgot. Justin and Sean. Okay, so let's welcome our newcomers. All right, all right. So we have newcomers, and then we have visitors. A newcomer. Oh, sorry, more newcomers. Oh, yeah, sorry, Nicole, Nicole Ward, my goodness. Nicole and, and Ma- Megan. She's Lauren's sister. Sorry. Okay, you can have a seat. And I just want to say this now. If you do show up next week, I probably will forget your names. Because I'm just not good with names. So, but please don't take it personally. Because I'm just bad with names. Jen and I don't have kids yet, but if we do have kids, they will have name tags. Okay? Because I'm, I'm just bad with names. Alright? Okay, before, before we go on, do we have new, we have visitors? Case and... Case? Oh, where did I get Case from? I thought you said Case. I was like, okay, that's a different name. Shante. And Torre, Shante Torre, welcome up, Shante Torre. Welcome, technician. Hope, hope you will all return. Awesome. Oh, sorry. And oh, yeah, you were here before. Yeah, you came. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you've came with Jay and, and Christina before. Yeah, I remember back then. But welcome back. Okay, so moving it along because I only got seven minutes, um, or even less than that. So therefore, as members of this incredible body of Christ, our lifestyle, I'm actually going to pause a little bit, our lifestyle and newness of life, we ought to put on, should characterize a loving, unified, humble, compassionate body. 
right? Our regeneration. When you hear regeneration, who knows like the definition for regeneration? Regeneration in the theological sense. Anyone have? When it grows. I like grows. I like grows back theologically though. Grows back will be. That's a part of it. Re, re, renew, renew, renewal. All right. Baker, Baker, Encyclopedia of the Bible has it as this. Baker, Encyclopedia of the Bible has it as this: inner cleansing and renewal of the human nature by the Holy Spirit. And we think of, you know, you think of Romans 12, where it says, "Do not be transformed. Um, do not." Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of mind. It's like that transformation um, that we undergo by the Holy Spirit. So our regeneration is solely for the purpose of glorifying God as we mature to reflect and to live out the fullness uh, um, stature of Christ. And that's all in Ephesians 4. Um, now wrapping up with Ephesians 5 and 6. So now, what does this mean for us? We need to purpose, in Ephesians 5, we need a purpose to imitate God, the Father, as any love. Trey? Guys? Purpose to imitate God, the Father, as any love child would. So that means refraining from all unrighteousness. We see in Ephesians 5, 1 to 10. I want to read it, but I won't. Uh, But it talks about us refraining from all unrighteousness for us to let go of our former lives, the former darkness, revolving, resolving, revolving, resolving to live as children of light in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, since we are indeed light in the Lord. Endeavoring, endeavoring to be wise in our living as we purpose to understand the Lord's will of our life. And we see that in Ephesians 5, and I'm going to read it. Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 16 says this. I'm in Philippians. Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 16. You should know where I should be. Therefore, be careful how you walk. Right? And this is not just like when you're walking down the street or when you're walking to your class. Um, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because because the days are evil. So, and verse, and from there to verse six on, it talks about up front, verse five through verse nine. Uh, sorry, verse twenty-eight through verse nine. Verse twenty-eight of, of verse twenty-eight of chapter five through verse nine of chapter six talks about how we ought to demonstrate that within our relationships. Husbands loving their wives, wives being willing to submit to their husbands, fathers not provoking their children, children honoring your parents. I know that's tough to do, right? Um, it says slaves and masters, but in our day, I think I could put that as employees being obedient and respectful to their employers and employers treating their employees with dignity. All right, so as I close, as I close, and I'm wrapping up a few stuff. As I close, when I read through this book of Ephesians, I was equally perplexed by the greatness of God's wisdom. 
And by that I mean, you know, we could never understand the thoughts of God. And it's recorded in the scripture. His ways are, his thoughts are far above our thoughts. His ways are not like our ways. We could never, ever understand. There are certain things that happen to our, in our lives and we're like, why? And we just can't understand. But I was just totally perplexed by the greatness of his wisdom that he would design this plan to bring me back to himself. And then I was equally overwhelmed by the fact of his mercy and grace to choose me. Because it was nothing that I did. There was nothing that Michelle Lully did to deserve God to choose me for himself as his possession. Nothing. I deserve my eternal destination before God chose me, which was eternal separation from him. But praise God that he chose us, those in here who are believers, and know that you are his possession and know that this, there's this greatness of being in his family, there's this greatness of being identified as a child of the king. And so I just want to challenge you to, for those who are believers, to recognize who you are in Christ. And we'll go through this in the book of Ephesians. For those, and those who are not, to realize who you can be in Christ. Amen? I was, before I close my prayer, I was driving real quickly this morning. And, um, and this series of tests. I was driving this morning on Maquis Street, and you know on Maquis Street, where the traffic light is, where there's Texaco and that store, whatever, buy for less, whatever. And you know, if you're heading northbound on Maki by that traffic light, there's three lanes. There's a lane that goes straight, there's a lane in the middle to make a right turn onto Madeira, and then there's a lane for the oncoming traffic. So Jen and I were in the car, I come through a corner, the light is green, I'm in the turning lane, I go to turn, another car, another truck, there's two trucks. The first truck cuts off, cuts me off and go, and I'm like, okay, that's what they do. The second truck is about to do that, but I'm already turning. So I'm ready on Madeira Street, the, ne- the very next corner, another car speeds out, the car that's coming this way stops, and I'm like, I'm not stopping, I continue to go, they stop. Then they eventually were honking because another car was in front of me that wanted to turn into McDonald's. And the car eventually turned into, we're driving, they overtake me. We get to another stoplight. The light turns green. It takes two seconds for them to turn off. And I'm like, I should honk them back. But I'm like, no, I'm probably being tested right now because I'm really hot at this point. So I let them turn. I go straight ahead to another light. Apparently the truck, the second truck that turned onto the lane that should go straight, pulled next to us, honked, signaled to me to roll my windows down. I didn't really recognize him at the time. I thought he knew me. And he was like, if you had hit my car, my truck, it would have been you and me. The temperature in my head shoots through the roof of the car, right? I'm hot. Seriously, Jan can tell you, I'm, I'm hot, right? Um, and, and I was like, I was like, who are you? You know? I was like, didn't you turn on the lane? And he said, you should know better. You're older than that. You shouldn't be driving like this. You know? And I'm like, whatever. I roll up the window. Still start talking, saying, you a fool. So I roll down the window. I was like, I was like, who was the fool? Right? And he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, and then he's like, then he's like, I'm telling you, if you had hit my truck, it would be me and you. And I said, and I'm, I'm, I'm ticked. 
That's the better word. That's the teacher in the word. I'm tech. So um, that's a very good word to use in this setting. Um, and and I'm like I'm like I'm like anytime anywhere. I mean I'm about I'm about because you know I say wait wait Jan Jan's there because I look at him I said. Oh yeah, because he said if he, he kept on saying, "If you had hit my truck, it'll be me and you," and I said, "What should I be afraid of that?" You know, and he keeps on talking. I roll up my window because I'm about to jump out the car. Seriously, right? Jen is calm. Jen is Jen is filled with the Holy Spirit. She is calm. Jen says she was tapping my tapping my tie, but I didn't feel it because you know I'm you know. Ticked off, you know what I'm saying, and uh, and I just you know the lights are in green and 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 I and I and I pull off, and I'm just I'm just steaming, and I say this I say this not I say this not to glorify my action, but I say this because as a believer, we will learn in the book of Ephesians that we are to exalt Christ in our lives wherever we are. That moment was not a moment that I exalted Christ. And though some may say, okay, you know, that's understandable, but I'm just saying that with you that there will be moments where you will be challenged. You know, there's spiritual warfare going on. That's in, that's in chapter 6. And you will be stretched. And although we will fail, our purpose is to still glorify God and exalt Christ in all that we do. Let's pray. Father, Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Pray you keep each one safe as they return back home to you. Well, back home to their parents. Back home. Lord, if you so choose to take the ones who know you home to you, then so be it. But I meant back home to their homes. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.